Welcome to Artist Praxis Podcast, where artists make meaning of their art making. Every week, we hear one artist's creative process, learning all about their most recent finished project. We discuss everything artists work with, from materials to thoughts, from dreams to gestures, from feelings to tools. At Artist Praxis Podcast, we stand for inclusivity and curiosity, connectivity and human warmth. Hello, you're Deborah and Sarah. We're excited to share with you another episode of Artist Praxis Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. In this interview, we talked with artist Angela Renee Schaffer about her work that is on view on our website, artistpraxis.com, and on Instagram at artistpraxis. We were captivated by Angela's photographic work in collaboration with her son. You can find out more about her work at her website, angelareneschaffer.com and on Instagram at angtakesphotos. We have all the links listed on our show notes. Here at Artist Praxis, we take a deep dive into the making of one work of art. Our interviews begin with the artist describing their work, and we end our conversation on the words play, rest, and nurture. We hope you enjoy this episode. The first image that I have sent to you is an image of my son and I kind of set up in a corner, the space in our home, um, in this really gripping embrace. Um, his head is kind of buried into my shoulder and my head is kind of smashed up against the side of his head. And you can't see our facial features. Um, we're kind of anonymous as figures, but um, evident that it's a mother-son relationship. And there's this kind of ambient light, kind of natural light coming from the windows that kind of surround our figures. And then the second image that I sent is my fingers kind of um, in this really tight, uh, I guess my index finger and my middle finger kind of in this tight push together um, position and I have a safety pin kind of connecting them and the safety pin is closed kind of representing the the relationship between my son and I a little bit more symbolically. I'm very curious uh, how you put these two images together right uh, if you if you have uh, a series of photographs that are around these and these two particularly come together to you for a specific reason? Yeah, um, originally I was making images as kind of like standalone works. And then the more I started to produce images, there was this thing happening where I was seeing these relationships or connections or how meaning could be heightened through kind of placing images side by side in like a diptych format. And then I think our embrace, this like really tight embrace in the way our arms are kind of wrapped around each other and just kind of holding each other in this almost desperate um, embrace um, really mimicked to me this attachment of the safety, safety pin in our fingers. And yeah, I think they just kind of spoke off of or kind of played off of each other and kind of spoke to each other in, in a similar way. Sorry, I just jumped ahead of myself in asking that because I was it, seeing these two images together made me think of what it, how it is that you're starting 
you know, uh, to make these images? How it is that you're starting to to create these photographs? I started really off of like thinking about images playing off of images. Um, so it was really a, a building of a project or of ideas where if I made an image and it was speaking to me in some way, I would make more images that either um, were in opposition to it or kind of reiterated it or um, had another take on it. And I'm in graduate school right now. And so um, putting my work up in critique really helped me to step outside of it a lot more and see what other people were seeing and kind of think, well, if they're seeing that and I don't want them to see that, I should be making this work instead. And so it was giving me the ability to kind of reflect a lot more. Could you elaborate more or talk more about those feelings that went into the work, maybe as you were doing it or before you made it or afterwards as you were looking at it? Yeah, I think this work is, a, it, I'm trying to have it be a reflection of like the reality of a mother-son relationship and the tensions that come between us at times. And even though that we could be resting in the, like peaceful tenderness moments, there's, we, we still hurt each other, um, but there's still love in that. So I think having that play between this connection and, and this pain, um, I think really speaks to thinking about the reality of a mother relationship with her child. It's interesting because the, the image with the pain for me does not bring pain in mind. Uh, it's, it's actually a play that I used to do a lot when I was a child. So um, there is this, this notion of playfulness there uh, for me and perhaps also the way that you are positioning your hand in the photograph has that too. And I see that the title of this photograph is Safety. <laughs> so I'm just very curious about this notion of trying to sustain paradox uh, and this paradoxical feelings around motherhood through the images, right? And um, I just wanted you to talk a little bit more about that, how that, um, how do you feel that and how do you see that during the creative process, right? During, when you're thinking about the photograph, how much you need to stage, how much you need to control uh, in order to sustain this paradox? Mm, that's a great question. I have come up against that a lot this past spring through my semester of graduate school and making this work and really showing it to my peers and to the faculty and department I'm in and knowing that I wanted to have this our relationship be on display in this like pendulum of emotions that's that's between us and sometimes we're happy getting along everything's wonderful and then literally a moment later we could be at odds clashing just arguing <laughs> like the normal son mother conflicts and so a lot of people were asking about why I wasn't photographing those real raw moments and um, I had done some photography over the summer where I was kind of inserting myself into my son's raw real emotions and moments I photographed him at one point when he was crying because he was upset about something and I was like, let me get my camera. <laughs> and I came in and took a photo of that moment. And it just felt so awful. 
because I was not there for him and his real emotions as a mother. And so that's kind of where this idea of staging came into play to kind of recreate or reenact these moments and not rob him of his authentic experiences. Um, so staging also has allowed a little bit more creativity and like thinking about the images that I could create that speak to that pendulum of emotions or pendulum of of being content and at peace to being in these moments of maybe aggression or frustration and so I think it's freed me to kind of be a little bit more imaginative in how to orchestrate or create these images that kind of speak to that varying paradox I liked that word <laughs> I used <laughs> And how is the staging experience for you and your son and your relationship? How does that feel? Um, it took a little bit of time for us to find a rhythm. <laughs> it was a very new experience to collaborate with my son um, and him not really being on board at all times. Um, he, I mean, he is finding his own autonomy and, and independence in our relationship. And that kind of exerted itself into our times where we were photographing together. And I think the pressure of graduate school and to make a lot of work, I extended to him in a lot of ways that I was putting pressure on him to make this work. And um, in the end, I ended up giving him a break for about three weeks because he, I could just sense he needed it. Um, and then we came back together and we made a contract and kind of wrote out some boundaries for him and some expectations for him. And then we both signed it. And yeah, it ended up being this really silly way to move forward with the work, but it, it gave him, I think, some autonomy and gave me some rules to respect his boundaries. <laughs> that, that's very interesting to me. Is, is that, uh, is there his own input in some of the images? Does, does he also have a creative role in it? He has at times offered up ideas for, for images and I'll be like, sure, let's take those photos. And then there are times where I wonder if he'll be offended if he doesn't see it in the actual body of work that it actually gets curated into the series. But I've, I've had a lot of input on that since it's a very new process for me to work with him. Um, and one of the best opinion or the best input I've had was given the idea of giving him his own camera and kind of letting him take some of his own images and kind of orchestrating and, and manipulating and directing us in front of his own lens. Um, and I think there's something great about that. We have not yet done that because that was kind of a suggestion near the end of my semester. And we've kind of been on pause a little bit um, these last two weeks, but I think I'm gonna try it because I would like to see if I have more ideas for imagery come out of that process of letting him have more creative reign. Do you also have like a, a verbal dialogue around the images that you're creating with him? Um, yeah, there have been some images that we've taken where he's kind of been like, I don't want to take that photograph or what, why are we doing this? And I've um, kind of looked at that as a little bit of a teaching moment or as a parenting moment to kind of talk about 
some cultural things that I'm thinking about in relation to the work um, and thinking about influences on motherhood or pressures with motherhood. And yeah, it's kind of, it's opened up some conversations that I wasn't necessarily quite ready to have, but maybe it happened organically in that way. And um, so, yeah, the process of collaborating with him has kind of in some ways made us closer in, in certain ways, or it's like kind of propelled our relationship in talking about some things that I might not have talked to him about yet or ever, maybe. I'm, I'm what I find interesting also about the coupling of these two images is that you have this one image that is extremely close to your son. And um, that obviously, as our conversation is also showing, um, shows like how important this relationship and his presence in in, in your work is, is, right? How much of uh, his presence is part of what, everything that you're doing. Um, but then we have this other image that uh, he's not there at all. And that uh, actually is a very you with yourself, with your own body dealing it, there is something separate, right? There is something about your own personhood, I don't know, in there. So I'm, I'm also seeing this kind of presence of being with him and not being with him. And that also uh, not being with him still being part of this discourse of motherhood, I guess. Uh, am, am I going the right direction here? Would you? Is there something there about this difference that you want to bring up? Yeah, I think so. I think I wanted to indirectly and maybe a little bit more obtusely bring imagery into the project and thinking about motherhood like a little bit more symbolically. And I think I also wanted it to really rely heavily on my mental, emotional, psychological associations with motherhood. And I think not focusing heavily on him and those sort of things kind of reassigns the um, visibility or the, the the whole process on to me and my experience, I think, less of his, hopefully. <laughs> and I think that that's, for me, while I was listening, you talking, that's very significant also in the, in your experience with going through graduate school. Right, and perhaps your choice of uh, pursuing MFA while having a young child. So I'm I'm wondering how much of this work for graduate school uh, is coming in this work that you're presenting here uh, in the podcast, and um, if you have specific historical references or specific conversations with other artists that you think that are very significant here. Yeah, I think that graduate school and I hope this answers your question well. I think graduate school has really expedited the process of all of this. I think it's really put pressure on me to produce something significant in a very short amount of time. And I think there's a lot of pressure that then directly comes into my role as a mother. So it's, it is interesting because I'm in graduate school as a mother trying to navigate all the responsibilities of that and then making this work about being a mother and what it's like to raise a son and those pressures. So yeah, there's a lot of overlap and a lot of redundancy in like the process of being in graduate school and then the process of 
actually making the work. So there's probably more to that than I've ever really let sink in or process. So that's making me think I should probably flesh that out a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, and then remind me what your second question was again. No, I was just wondering because when we are in graduate school, there is uh, there's so many references that come to us, right? There is part of the intensity of being graduate school, I think, is also because you're open to all these references and artists that you discover and that you're like, oh, wow, maybe a lot of people already did something similar to what I want to do, <laughs> uh, right? Uh, so I was wondering if there is some of that that uh, is coming in this work, too. Yeah, I... I'm heavily influenced by Eleanor Kurji's work, um, specifically her mother series. When I first saw that, I think before I started graduate school, I, I was making images of mothers staying at home with their kids in their home, so stay-at-home mothers. And when I saw Eleanor Kurji's work, I think it was like the catalyst or the foundation of feeling like, oh, it's okay to make work about this experience and about what it means to be a mother. And yeah, just her images that are like full of emotion and rawness and vulnerability. I was really drawn to that style of making and to the impact that I think that work brings into contemporary society. And so her work. And then um, I've been really drawn to Berta Piontek's work recently. Um, she does these beautiful raw images that have a lot of like tension in them with objects and subjects and just the lighting in them is really lovely as well and really draws you into them. And Sheila Klanyansky's work has really inspired me as well. Her project Pillars of Home. Um, she photographs these like inanimate so like objects in these precarious um, situations inside her home. And it's all while her child is napping. So there's like the element of will these things stand or are they going to fall and wake her child? So um, there's like a performative element to her work that I was really drawn to in thinking about motherhood. So yeah, those are probably some of the three primary people that I've been looking at. These two specific um, images that you're sharing with us are part of an ongoing series called Good Mother. I'm curious about the title, how you decided to call it Good Mother. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it came down to just thinking about this idea of this shift between the tensions in mothering and then the external pressures that factor into that shift as well. Like in every moment when there's a problem or a conflict in my relationship with my son, there's some external pressure that's kind of coming in for me to consider and how to move through that or navigate that conflict. And so I think good mother is literally thinking about what does it mean to be a good mother? How do we become good mothers? So um, I don't think there's necessarily an answer to that question. <laughs> and I think the work is kind of trying to explore what it means to be a good mother. <laughs> while you're talking and I'm thinking about um, your relationship with your son while you're creating this work, I'm thinking also of who is going to judge 
who is a good mother, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. I think that uh, our daughters and our sons are the ones who <laughs> will decide, perhaps. <laughs> so I wonder, I wonder, like uh, how much of that um, creation of a relationship through the creation of the work uh, is is so important in here. Yeah, I mean, I think about how much my upbringing influences my mothering as well. I'm constantly defaulting into the things that I was, or the way I was raised or the way that my mother mothered me. And, um, and then I have new, very progressive <laughs> ideas on things and trying to kind of sort through how to make my own decisions and feel confident as a mother in those decisions, in those moments. Um, and then, yeah, knowing that eventually my child might end up in therapy because of how I mothered. There's very real um, anxiety about all of that, especially since I have an only child and I feel like the stakes are high in, in getting it right. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of factors I think that fall into what happened. Right, but thinking about the, while you're talking about that, I'm thinking about the creative process of the artwork and how much of those decisions are always uh, in the making of an artwork too, right? Of like, what is the right decision? What it is the best thing, to, best way to do this? Um, what, are, what are going to be the consequences of doing this in the future and in society? So there is this overlapping of the creativity that is going to the artwork and the creativity that is going to mothering, I guess. Absolutely, that's a really beautiful connection. Um, yeah, and then there's the, the putting it out into the world, which is similar to releasing your child into the world at some point. There's like the vulnerability of, of letting go and seeing what comes from that too. So that's a really fascinating thing to relate art making to your child your child rearing <laughs> on that note how do you see your work evolve and live on in the world when it's once it's finished and separate in a way from you I hope to have it in some shows <laughs> I hope for it to be received um, in some exhibitions I would love I've, I've yet to apply to for any solo shows of any sort but I would love to see it as a body of work kind of living together in a space where it feels like it can be fully um, taken in by viewers and see like the whole thing together and how everything relates and kind of sequences and dialogues with one another. I would love to see it in a book form at some point and kind of see how it translates that way. And yeah, I, those are probably my the two major goals. <laughs> I'm listening to you. I'm thinking of a different scale of the work. I, I see it as an ex in an exhibition as maybe a larger print and then in a book as a smaller format and then digitally on the internet, we see it also in a specific, on a specific scale. I wonder what the scale and the different sizes mean to you and the work as it exists in different spaces and also on different materials once it's, you know, on paper or if it's kind of in a digital form, how, how do you work with this, these different forms? 
Yeah, I think that's an interesting or maybe even challenging part of being a photographer is these things kind of live digitally in a space and then all those decisions kind of happen after you make all the work. Like, okay, what is what size are these going to be in actual space? And how do you play with that in a way that ties into the conceptual meaning behind things? Um, I see a lot of the work kind of, I guess, steering between scales that speak to the loudness and softness of our relationship. So I see some images that maybe speak more directly to um, a mother and son connection, whether that be the dissidence or the stasis in our relationship. Um, I see some of those images being larger to have more impact. And I see some of the more quieter moments being smaller and to have a little less of a punctuation when looking at them. So I kind of see in actual space, the work varying in scale to kind of ebb and flow as our relationship does in actuality. And then, yeah, a book form is like a whole other thing. I think I would probably consider it in the same way and try to make some cadence between page to page and image to image to kind of keep the viewer um, engaged. But yeah, these are really, it's, as I feel like as a photographer, that's like a, a really weird end goal. To, like that's like the end thing where you're like, oh, how do these come into actual space now? Um, yeah, I look forward to playing with that a bit yeah. more. <laughs> and there is a lot of creativity required there too, right? Uh, so there is so much more to do after the photograph. So Angela, we like to close our interviews with three words, uh, nurture, play, and- um, Rest. Rest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I'm wondering what uh, these words uh, mean to you in your practice, uh, what comes to mind when we say them? Um, I think nurture to me means self-care and, making sure I'm taking time to rest and not burn out um, and maybe overproduction or it's, it's easy as a photographer, I think, to make a lot in a short amount of time and not process and take time to really take it in and consider and reflect what, what you're doing. Um, so I think nurture is taking time to pause for me, <laughs> like really considering what I'm producing and where it's going. And if I'm, kind of lost in it all or where I need to kind of ground myself again. Um, Play is a huge word for me. Um, I'm very type A, so I tend to get very um, stuck in like a rhythm or a very rigid practice. And um, I tend to forget to, to be a little bit more curious and just let myself kind of move from something that I'm really stuck in and make something that's just fun and for me. Um, So play would be useful (laughs) that I don't actually necessarily engage with um, regularly. But yeah, just finding time to make work that doesn't have to mean anything, but it's just enjoyable to have my camera and be photographing whatever I want a photograph that doesn't have to necessarily be tied to this work that I'm making or this series. Um, and then rest, 
That um, rest, I guess, kind of ties into the nurture <laughs> way for me just to really take a pause and to give myself a little bit of a break so I can come back refreshed, rejuvenated and ready to dig in <laughs> and keep going. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much, Angela. That was great. Thank you. This was a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. The Artist Praxis Podcast is created by Deborah Fation Grodsky and Sarah Arriagada. Original music by André Javi. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe and leave us a review. That will help us reach a broader audience. If you are an artist and would like to be interviewed, or if you would like more information about the podcast, please visit artistpraxis.com.